When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Listen Up. Grant Neep here with you. We've got uh, the Kings last night with a real bad performance against the Charlotte Hornets. If you are a fan of the San Francisco Giants, they have postponed a news conference that was scheduled for today after concerns arose during Carlos Correa's physical, keeping up to date on that story and, you know, we are talking about a 13-year deal, $350 million that was obviously dependent on a good physical, all right? But uh, things, the press conference was put on hold because the sides were awaiting further results of testing. Who knows what's going on, all right? We'll keep that up. Uh, this was a deal that was agreed to, uh, what, on the 13th of this month? They were supposed to hold the press conference a couple of hours ago at Oracle Park, but then it was called off. And uh, the Giants at the time did not provide an explanation as to why. So, you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, this is obviously a you know, huge development. All right, NBA tonight, Utah, Detroit, uh, Chicago, Miami, Golden State is at the Knicks, Washington at Phoenix. And Memphis is at Denver. All right, now to the game last night. Uh, you know, there's a, there's no other way to say it, okay? There's no other way to say it. It's a very bad loss, period. It's the worst loss of the season for the Kings. I don't think there's any question about it. You're at home. You're taking on a team that entered play with the worst record in the NBA, okay, at 7-23. and 23. They had lost eight in a row. All right. Seven and twenty-three. They were three and twelve on the road. And you lost to them. You know, it's not the end of the season. It's not like you're done for the year. It's just a bad loss. Okay. So instead of 17 and 12, you are 16 and 13. You know, you look at the standings right now. Memphis is number one at 19 and 10. New Orleans is fourth at 18 and 12. And at number 10 is Dallas at 15 and 16. And the Warriors are in New York tonight. They're also 15 and 16. And they're taking on a Knicks team that has caught fire and has won seven in a row. Without Steph Curry, you know, you figure the Warriors aren't going to go into New York and beat the Knicks. The Lakers are in Sacramento tomorrow. They're 13 and 17. We know no Anthony Davis again. But 
you know, after what I saw last night, I'm not chalking that up as an automatic W. I thought Mike Brown was perfect in the press conference. Said we didn't deserve to win the game. Said this could be a reality check for us. Good things for Mike Brown. So again, the Kings, six and four in their last 10 games. And they are 16 and 13. The Blazers are technically behind them by four percentage points at 17 and 14. Minnesota now has won three in a row. They're in eighth at 16 and 15. The Jazz have dropped two straight. They're 17 and 16. And then the Dallas Mavericks. Thank goodness for Sabonis. You know, even though he missed free throws, I can't even imagine what the Kings will look at look like without Sabonis. Uh, the guy's the real deal. The absolute real deal. All right, if you want to get in on the program today, hit your hand icon. I'll put you up on stage with me, uh, and we can talk. Again, the uh, Kings and the Lakers tomorrow, and uh, the Giants and Carlos Correa thinking about what could be happening there. All right, let's get to Connor. Connor, you'll kick us off here on this Tuesday. How you doing, Connor? Doing good, Grant. How are you? I'm good, buddy. What's happening? Yeah, so about that Kings game, obviously it was the worst loss of the year. I mean, I think I said like about a week ago that if the if De'Aaron Fox and DeMontis Sabonis put up huge numbers, they're going to win almost every game, and that happened, and they lost last night. So, Yep, bad free throw shooting, bad rebounding, but really the free throw shooting was horrible. Yeah, it's awful. I mean, it's been on a pretty big decline in the last couple of weeks. I mean, Kevin Herter, I mean, I don't know. What do you think contributes to him? Like, you don't usually see that big of like a 15 percentage drop off from season to season at the line is pretty peculiar. It's got to be mental to me. Either that or he's got a injury on his shooting hand that he is not revealing. I can't imagine how that could possibly happen for a good shooter. I'm with you on that. That is extremely puzzling. And I'm just wondering if one of his fingers or – you know, something that I, I, it doesn't make sense to me. You know, I've never seen anything quite like that. I, you, you make a very good point. And I think they just got to move on and have a short-term memory bounce back against the Lakers. I mean, no Anthony Davis, obviously LeBron's going to be the big target. I mean, the arena is going to be buzzing with a lot of Lakers fans in the building. And that's one you have to have. Yep. Not only that, after that, you play Washington and they've lost 10 in a row. And they're eleven and twenty, and they're they're three and thirteen on the road. So you know, they're, and they're in Phoenix tonight. So chances are they're going to come into Sacramento with an eleven game losing streak uh, after the Kings play the Lakers. So there's no excuse to be losing these games. You're absolutely right. And then a little bit of news for the Yankees. I saw today that they, Matt Carpenter signed with the Padres. You think that's mm-hmm. a big loss, or does it not mean very much? I don't think it's that big of a loss. I really don't. I still don't think the Yankees are going to be that. Well, I shouldn't say that they were good last year, but I don't think that they are. Uh, I know they have a tremendous starting rotation on paper, but that's on paper. But I, I'm still not sold on their lineup. I still think they need uh, to, to do a couple of things. I mean, they, they should be in the neighborhood of 93 to 100 wins. I mean, I think they're there uh, because their pitching staff is that good. I can't forecast injuries any more than you can, but um, I, I just I don't put them as the best team in the American League still. I know their rotation probably is, but 
I'm not, I'm not crazy about their lineup. I'm not crazy about them being able to put the ball in play still. And so, but we'll see, it's only December, you know, we're, we're not even in spring training yet. The roster's not set. We'll see what they're going to do. How about that development with the giants and Carlos Correa? That's pretty interesting. Yeah. I wonder, is there any chance that like the deal could like be rescinded? Absolutely. They find something. Absolutely. The deal wow. is pending on the physical. So, uh, absolutely. Yes, it could. You know, if the if the physical details the physical by, you know, the, the, or what have you, uh, yeah, no question. I mean, think about this. They were, they had a news conference all set today to introduce him. And, you know, I don't understand how this happens at the very last minute, but did, this could, this could prevent the deal from happening. Absolutely. I mean, that could be disastrous. And then I heard, I listened to your podcast yesterday on like the worst things in sports. And I had a few to maybe bring up. We could start a discussion. Everybody could talk about yep. theirs. I mean, yep. in terms of, I mean, just a couple of days ago, I mean, the 33-0 and the 28-3 in the Super Bowl. I mean, Matt Ryan's been on a couple of the biggest kind of chokes in the history of the NFL. I mean, you got a feel for the guy. Yeah, uh, 100%. That's a great point. Great point by you. The Super Bowl and then what happened against the Vikings. And then, of course, you have that, you know, uh, Warren Moon, Houston, uh, Buffalo playoff game where it was, what, 35-point comeback, you know, and Buffalo wins the game, what, 38-35. So, but you're right about Matt Ryan. You know, you had the Super Bowl all wrapped up. And, you know, Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator then, and people are still questioning some of his decision-making, particularly – when they were within field goal range and a field goal probably would have won the game right there. So, you know, there, there, there's a lot going around with Matt Ryan, but you're right. Think about that. 28-3 in a Super Bowl and 33 to nothing at the half. And he's the starting quarterback of both those losses. That's a good point. Yeah. And then I obviously wasn't around for the miracle at the Meadowlands, but one that I was around for was that game where Deshaun Jackson returns a punt for a touchdown yep. on like the last play. And that was one of the worst moments yep. I've experienced. Yeah, the punt return. Um, you know, the, the, the Giants play in 79. What was so baffling about that is all you had to do was take a knee and the game's over. And they they decided to hand off to Larry Zonka. I mean, it's still one of the most mystifying decisions uh, ever made in – the National Football League. You know, the OC, the offensive coordinator was fired walking off the field in that game uh, by Wellington Mara. So, you know, the the, the 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 things that happen in sports just sometimes, you're just like, wait a minute, why, why would you hand the ball off when you only had to take a knee? Or in Kyle Shanahan's case in the Super Bowl, you know, three points probably wins you the game. Why are you passing the ball in that situation and taking a chance on a sack, taking a chance on... It's just, you know, again, sometimes teams just get too greedy uh, instead of just doing what's simple, you know, just, you know, simplify things and win the game instead of getting, you know, sometimes coaches outcoach themselves. Yeah, and a couple I remember from the NBA, I mean, a bonehead decision was in the finals where J.R. Smith just dribbled out the clock when the game was tied. Yep. I mean, that was one of the yep. weirdest things I've ever seen. Yeah, you had Chris Weber's timeout in the NCAA championship game that cost Michigan. You know, if you want to talk about comebacks, you know, in 78, the Yankees were 13 and a half down in July to the Red Sox and caught them in the infamous four-game Boston Mar uh, Massacre series. 
in September where the Yankees went in there and annihilated them at Fenway Park in all four games. Uh, you, you know, you've had, you've had a lot of other, you know, you could look at the Yankees up 3-0 in 2004 and losing in seven to the Red Sox. I mean, there are a lot of team collapses, but, you know, individual futility. I mean, the Bill Buckner era in the World Series, you know, against the Mets plagued him for the rest of his life. I mean, it was horrible. Um, you know, umpires, you know, Don Deckinger in the World Series in the 80s with the Royals uh, and the Cardinals, you know, affected him for the rest of his life. Um, you know, I think it was Bill Joyce, you know, miss, missing a call, a, an easy call at first base that cost Galarraga, you know, a perfect game. You know, I mean, there are all kinds of things you can point to uh, that really have plagued individuals for the rest of their lives over a sport sporting event. Yeah, the last one I have, I don't know if you will remember this or if other Kings fans will remember this, but I mean, I'll remember it for the rest of my life. It just stuck with me when the Kings played the Memphis Grizzlies, I think, and Courtney Lee made a layup with 0.3 seconds left at the buzzer. I had never seen anything like that. I mean, I didn't even know that was possible with physics. I mean, yep. that was just... I still I still think they missed a call on that. I, I still do. Um, to me, I didn't know if that was possible either. I still think that was the incorrect call on that entire sequence but yeah i'd never seen anything like that and still haven't in my all my years of watching basketball yeah i think people were thinking that ryan holland's like deflected the inbounds pass and the clock i think he did over yeah yeah he did he did it happened right in front of me and i thought it did in live action but um you know again it it was a i i look at the plays that cost team like that was the kings were a bad team they weren't going anywhere that year anyway but think about Bill Buckner. That era cost the Boston Red Sox the World Series. Think about that for a minute. Oh, yeah. Another one just came to mind was the – was it Steve Bartman incident? Yep. Cubs? In the Cubs game. Yep. 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 So, you know, and I, I was going to – I didn't have enough time to put all those things in there, but the Steve Bartman one was on my radar too. Uh, th that was still just – I mean, what are the chances of something like that happening, you know? Part of the it's part of the curse of being a Cubs fan yeah, during man. that era. Yeah, I mean that was just awful for that person. I mean to have like the whole oh. entire franchise just hating you forever, basically. But luckily, well, death threats, uh, yeah, everything. Luckily, they got their championship eventually, so maybe the pressure was off. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Bye. Yep. Thank you. All right. If you want to get in on the program, hit your hand icon. Uh, raise your hand uh, and we will put you right on. You know, you think about what we saw on Sunday in the Patriots and the Raiders game, and you think about following teams and some of the things that have happened to your favorite team that has cost a game or the impossible happened, right? I mean, Courtney Lee scoring that basket when there were three-tenths of a second on the clock. And the ball was clearly, in my opinion, deflected on the inbounds, but still should have never happened. But that cost the Kings a game. It didn't cost them the season or the playoffs. I mean, you think about Bill Buckner's era in the World Series. Man. I mean, that's one of the worst of all time. It really is one of the worst of all time.
All right, let's get to uh, Antonio right here on Listen Up. Hey, Antonio, how you doing? Grant, how you doing? Good, good to hear from you. Good, to, good to talk to you. Same to you, buddy. Hey, I got one. Um, and I was a kid. Well, first, uh, the Immaculate Reception. We'll talk about it in a second, but I remember watching the '72 Olympics. Um, yep. Uh, was it Bobby? Don't tell me the guys. Doug Collins, and they got robbed by the Russians. Uh, I, I guess you young kid, you gun guys got. I forgot. Describe yep. that to us real quick, Grant. I forgot. So it was a foul, and then I came back and got the guys back on the on the court. I just I just remember it vaguely. Yeah, I mean, it was one of the biggest controversies, uh, so much so that the United States never uh, picked up their silver medals. They refused to take their medals because they feel like they were robbed from the gold medal uh, in that game against the Russians. So I'd have to go back and recollect exactly what happened. But yes, uh, and and it was such it was so bad. Again, the United States refused to go get their medals. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember that. But hey, uh, so so this Saturday night. Um, the Raiders get the 50th anniversary against uh, the Immaculate. Some people call it the Immaculate Deception. I don't know if there's actually really a clear, clear. It's like the the, the John F. Kennedy shot. You know, they never really got a clear shot on exactly on what angle. If it was a guy in the bushes. Same with the with the with the Franco Harris catch. There's no really clear, clear catch, clear, clear view of the catch. Do you, do you agree or disagree with that, Grant? You think there's actually a view that they show the ball not hitting the ground? I do personally, but I mean, there is, you know, controversy. Kurt Gowdy was on the call and it was one of the great uh, plays in the history of the NFL. I should have included that on my podcast, but there were so many plays, you know, I mean, you could talk about that play. You could talk about the, the tuck play with the Raiders and the Patriots, which was to this day, still one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen uh, in the NFL, which cost the Raiders the game. Uh, you know, you can go on and on, but that play with Franco Harris, uh, the Steelers and the Raiders, was one of the craziest endings to any game in the history of the National Football League. You know, I heard your, uh, I heard your, uh, you, you had a, you had a pod, uh, you had a rant a couple uh, about about five days ago. But why, why are Raider fans still Raider fans? Are we, are we mad about the ineptitude? Or you know how bad they've been playing this and that? And for me personally, right. I, I, I'm sticking it out. You know that, but um, I've seen it, and, and you may call me crazy. The Raiders literally would have, should have, could have. That call, they even though the Miami Dolphins would undefeated that year in '72, there's been a couple couple breaks that went the Raiders where the Raiders could literally have four Super Bowls in the '70s. It didn't go that way. It's irrelevant. But that's why I'm a fan. I'm sticking out the good, the bad, and the ugly. And of course, it was a great payback Sunday to see something I've never seen. I could I could not believe it. It was it was incredible. But hey, yep. If I don't hear before talk to you before Christmas, um. All the blessings, granted. We like you know, all the guys love what you do, man. And like I've said a hundred times, um, you do a great job, and I'm, I'm locked in, man. Thank you. And and Merry Christmas to everybody out there. You take care, Grant. Merry Christmas. I appreciate you. I appreciate you, buddy. Thank you very Thank much. You, take care. Merry Christmas. Yeah, the Immaculate Reception. Um, it's one of the most amazing plays in history uh, of the National Football League. No question about that. All right, if you want to get in on the program, uh, all you got to do is hit your hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and we will do it. There, there was, you know, when I was, I had thought about, it's interesting, I'll tell you why I did this podcast yesterday. I thought about doing a, a podcast like this about nine or ten months ago, and I put it on the back burner. And then I got an email from Al, and he thought it would be a good idea. And I'm like, you know what, this would be a good time to do it after the crazy play. Uh, that we had on Sunday 
And so I decided to do today's podcast on that. You know, Al sent me an email and I'm like, yeah, you know what? Now's a good time to do it. And so uh, I decided to do it. And listen, I could have put uh, 50 plays or 50 incidents on there. I didn't have time to do everything. You know, I thought about Weber's timeout. I thought about, you know, a lot of different things that we've just talked about with both Connor uh, and Antonio. But it's the beauty of sports, right? It's why we watch sports. You know, the unpredictability of games. You just never really know. You just never really know. What was the game this year? You know, on another lateral where there was a touchdown scored on the very last play on something very similar. It was either a Monday night game or a Sunday night game. I can't remember off the top of my head. And it completely affected, you know, the gamblers and the spread, depending on which way you had gone when the game was over. And on the very last play, they get tricky and uh, the ball ends up just similar to what we saw on Sunday. I mean, it didn't cost a team the game, but it certainly changed a lot of people's fortunes depending on the way you would bet on the game. Crazy. Crazy. All right, NBA tonight. Uh, Utah is playing Detroit. Jazz have lost two in a row. It's uh, in the first quarter there. Again, Chicago at Miami. The Warriors are in the Knicks. Knicks all of a sudden have won seven straight. Phoenix hosting uh, Washington. And again, Washington should be coming into Sacramento with an 11-game losing streak. And a game worth watching tonight, Memphis, is at Denver. Denver, by the way, will be in Sacramento next week for a pair of games uh, on back-to-back nights. Should be a lot of fun. But uh, last night's game, I mean, there's no other way to say it. That is a bad loss. The Suns are currently being sold for $4 billion. All right? It includes both the Suns and the Mercury. And according to Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN, the price that's being sold is $4 billion. How about that? Big time money, huh? $4 billion for the Suns uh, and the Mercury. I'm not familiar with the uh, individual uh, buying the Suns from Robert Sarver, but it's, you know, it's nice to be able to buy a franchise uh, for $4 billion. That's for darn sure. And I believe that, uh, again, I don't even know how to pronounce his name. Ishbia? Matt Ishbia? Uh, uh, forgive me if I mispronounce the name. I've never heard of him before, but pretty impressive. I guess he's president and CEO of United Wholesale Mortgage. It's a company based out of Michigan. And apparently, according to Woj, he'd been pursuing NBA and NFL teams over the last several years. He was a walk-on for Michigan State in their 2000 National Championship team. He's very tight with Tom Izzo. He made a $32 million donation to the basketball program in Michigan State recently. So this guy's got some big-time pockets. Big-time. Big-time money. 
billion dollars. Man. All right. Again, if you want to come on the program, hit your hand icon uh, and we will do it. Do you also agree that last night's loss for the Kings was the worst of the year? Yeah, I, I, I actually received some comments on my YouTube channel. All right. I actually received some comments that I was overreacting, overreacting. And they tell me about, you know, the Hornets are better than the record indicates. You know, your record is what your record is. Okay. Yeah, I know they've had some injuries, but they had lost eight in a row. And they had the worst record in the NBA. So don't tell me I'm overreacting by the Kings losing at home to a team that had been 7-23. and I mean, stop it already, would you please? They had Here are the games they had lost before the Kings. They had lost, I mean, they got so many losses, I can't even keep up with them all. I'm trying to find a recent eight-game losing streak before they beat the Kings. They lost to Milwaukee. They lost to the Clippers. They lost to Brooklyn. They lost to the Knicks. They lost to Philly. They lost to Detroit. They lost to Atlanta. They lost to Denver. Here are the points they allowed. 105, 119, 122, 121, 131, 141, 125, and 119. All right? Don't tell me I'm overreacting. All right? Stop it already. <laughs> and here's the other thing. Let me, let me tell you about the points that they scored in those losses. 96, 117, 116, 102, 113, 134 in an overtime loss, 106, 115, and then they score 125. So other than the overtime game, they scored more points against the Kings than they had in any of the previous eight games other than the overtime game. Bad loss. Plain and simple. Very bad loss. Kelly Oubre, 31, 125 to 119. Let's see how Charlotte does on the rest of this road trip, which is a mammoth road trip. Merry Christmas, which send you out west at the Clippers Thursday or Wednesday, at the Lakers Friday, at Portland Monday, at Golden State Tuesday. Hello, Charlotte. We're sending you out west for Christmas. Have fun. You'll be spending Christmas in Los Angeles and be getting on a plane Christmas Day and flying to Portland. Merry Christmas to the Charlotte Hornets. All right, let's get to Eli. Eli, welcome to the program. How are you, sir? Hey, Grant. I'm good. How are you? Good, thank you. Hey, yeah, and no, I, I agree with you. It was a pretty uh, devastating loss to watch. I, I couldn't believe I was watching what I saw. I mean, it was just how do you lose to the worst team in the league on your own home floor and make your damn free throws? You know, that's what I kept thinking the whole time. So I think your reaction is, is yep. exactly right. I think most people were probably feeling that way. I don't know why anybody was giving you a, a hard time otherwise, but I don't, I don't really see how that's an acceptable yeah. performance. I really don't. It's not, and Mike Brown called it such. You know, he said, we didn't deserve to win the game anyway with how we played, and he said, I think this is a reality check for us, and um, it'd be interesting to see how the team responds tomorrow night, Eli. Yeah, and they don't, so they don't have Anthony Davis tomorrow, right? No, they don't have Anthony Davis for the next couple of weeks. As a matter of fact, I think the Kings play the Lakers three times in that span, and they'll, they won't see Anthony Davis in any of those games. 
Nice. So is it just basically going to be LeBron versus the Kings? Yeah, that's pretty much what it's going to be. It's going to be, uh, you know, LeBron James versus the uh, Sacramento Kings. And, you know, I mean, they got uh, Dennis Schroeder. Uh, they got, I guess, uh, Patrick Beverly will be an antagonizer. And uh, But, yes, that's exactly right. You know, that's you're 100% correct. Yeah, I haven't really um, followed the Lakers, obviously, very closely, but have they had Anthony Davis and LeBron healthy so far most of the year or not? Uh, well, they just did, and they had just played their best basketball of the season with some very impressive wins, uh, but now uh, it's out. And by the way, Westbrook's hurt too. You know, he didn't play Monday. He didn't play last night, you know, against the Suns due to a foot issue, so – you know, they probably don't have him either. So there's absolutely no way the Kings should lose to the Lakers. Now, we said the same thing about Charlotte, but they should not be losing this game. Right. Period. They should not be losing this game. Yeah, or to the Wizards. Well, the Wizards are, the Wizards the Wizards are pathetic. But, I mean, you got Westbrook, who's probably not going to play. You've got uh, Reeves, who's probably out. You've got, I mean, you know, by the way, LeBron James is officially listed day-to-day. I mean, can you imagine if LeBron doesn't play? I mean, I can't, you know. Oh, yeah. You know, so. Well, people are going to be disappointed they spent money on the tickets if that's the case. <laughs> oh, boy. Can you imagine if LeBron doesn't play? Again, I, I don't think that that's going to be an issue. I mean, uh, but but could you just imagine? Could you imagine? Yeah, I don't. Uh, that, that wouldn't go over very well. So, uh, I mean, but hey, it'd be good for the Kings if that happened. <laughs> well, he didn't play. He didn't play last night. You know, with an ankle issue, so oh, oh you know, so, we'll see. Okay. See, I didn't even know that, so I guess it's still possible that he doesn't show up for the Kings game. Um, uh, from what I understand, okay, they it was precautionary because he had played. I guess they said he had played thirty-five minutes in each of his past five appearances, and it was a back-to-back for the Lakers. Mm-hmm. So I believe, based on that. I'd be surprised if he doesn't play tomorrow against the Kings. That would surprise me. Okay, fair enough. Now you mentioned they were the Kings were six and four in their last ten, which is you know not bad. Um, do you think last night's loss was just a one-off and you know something just happened to go yes. wrong, or do you think it's a trend? No, I think it's uh, one of eighty-two, and these things happen during an eighty-two game season. I think you just chalk it up to one of those things that happens during a long season. That's how I look at it. Okay, yeah, they just need to practice their free throws. <laughs> Hopefully this can Well, be they do. You know, you know, teams practice their free throws all the time, and there are running ramifications if you miss them. And, you know, they, they try to do everything in, they, in their power uh, to, you know, fix the issue. So I'm not really sure why it has been an alarming trend the last couple of uh, games, but it has not been very good. Okay, well, we'll hope for the best in the next few games, and we'll see what happens. Thanks, Grit. Thank you, buddy. Take care. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Stress. We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills 
skills. You can set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And you know what, folks? It's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. Hey, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash grant today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash grant. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. All right, let's get to uh, some more phone calls. And uh, we check in with uh, Al. I was just speaking about you, Al. How are you, sir? Good, Nave. Thanks for the shout out. I uh, sometimes I'm at work and I'm in between calls, but you know, I was just thinking with that 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 Leon Let. You know, I used to <laughs> I that the, the Miami and the block the way Emmett describes it. I loved your podcast by the way because you interspersed it with like playbacks from the actual announcers and then Emmett's over Emmett. Like Nary and Emma's like he's just astounded. He's just there's no white jersey. She said, get away from it. Then all of a sudden there's a white jersey. And who is it? And then remember that yep. move in the yep. Super Bowl. He's holding the ball out like a loaf of bread, ready to score a touchdown, and Don BB ran him down and knocked it out of his hand. It's unbelievable, huh? Unbelievable. But, uh, those yep. are some fun ones, man. Oh, I love the I love the calls. I mean, the Dallas announcers went on the let play, and then the oh Vince Scully yep. with the right Bill jam. Buckner, and then Lon Simmons iconic call. I think you can find that in NFL, the NFL archives, man. Marshall's running the wrong way. Yeah, and I recall. How about how about Peter? How about yeah. Peter Alice on the uh, on the John Vanderbilt meltdown at the uh, Open Championship at Carnoustie? That was incredible. You know what? I was going to say, that was my funny, that was the best. I was on the floor because you know how the British, they're so professional and it's a British uh-huh. open and it's, and he's the, Alice is just, at first he goes, this is, and he's so like professional, low, understated, like a golf announcer. Yep. But then he goes, well, this is kind of an interesting choice. I'm kind of paraphrasing when he pulls out his driver, I think it is. And, and yep. he goes, Hey, Al, 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 three years ago, I played at Carnoustie, and we obviously weren't playing from the championship tees, but yeah. I, 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 when we got to 18, uh, me and my, uh, the other three guys in my group, we all walked to the tee box at 18 to try to visualize yeah. what Vandevel was looking at, and even us as, you know, oh. you know, average golfers were amazed that he would get you know, with that, that they could play that hole that poorly. Like you could have teed off with a seven iron and then hit another seven. Iron. I mean, really, I mean, we're still amazed when we yeah. all stood there that that actually happened because the berm goes across the fairway twice. <laughs> it's kind of like an S and um, 
It's it's yeah. it's it's an amazing visual. But even oh. with that said, we were all amazed that he could play that hole that poorly yeah. as we were standing there looking at it. <laughs> Let me ask you. Um, you know, as far as the club selection, you know, these guys have caddies and, you know, they pay them. Does is this caddy tell them uh, that probably isn't the club of choice? And he waves them off. A lot like of caddies, a lot of a lot of caddies would say, uh, you know, let's talk about this. You know, um, yeah, I, I don't know what happened in that particular instance. I know it's been documented, but I don't recall. I don't know what the conversation was before that. I really don't. You know, I know that Peter Alice had said that he had had you know, uh, two fours and a three in his first three rounds. So he had, right. he had parted twice and birdied it once. And he's probably mm -hmm. thinking, I'm going to play it, you know, the same way I have, and I'm not going to change anything because I've been so successful on this hole. I'm sure that went through his mind as right. well. But when you have a three stroke lead, you know, and you're going to the final hole, I mean, mm. you, you, you must take all danger mm. out of play. And he didn't do that. He didn't do that on any of his shots. Right. You know, let me ask you, you're a golfer. When you go to a course and you've never been to the course, do you sometimes hire a clubhouse uh, kid to, to caddy for you to help you? give? You I, I don't. I, I, I don't because when I go to uh, well, I did in Scotland, you know, all the all the courses mm -hmm. that we played in Scotland, we played nine rounds in seven days and we had caddies for every round, but that's kind of customary over there mm. to have caddies. And it was part of our golf experience Sorry. in Scotland, but no, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't spend that kind of money to have a caddy at a course that I never played because I'm not really right. playing that seriously. I'm playing for fun. I'm not playing to break the course record. And so, you know, I'm not, no, I, I've never done that before on a course in America. Right. Okay. I was just curious because then I was wondering about, you know how pitchers wave off catchers on a set sign for the pitch. I'm wondering how many oh, caddies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Of course it does. Yeah, it happens all that, the time. It happened. Was, it happened recently this year. Uh, Jordan Speed, yeah. uh, his caddy said, said, "I don't think you're hitting the right club here." And yeah, you know, he, he and and said, "I think this would be the right play." And Jordan ended up doing what he thought was right and hit the ball into the water. So, I mean, it happens, it happens, you know, and then Jordan said, man, you're right. That was on me, you know, yeah. my bad. So yeah, it, a lot depends on how long you've had your caddy for the trust, the working relationship, what you want your caddy to tell yeah. you at times and what you don't. Um, you know, I've had John Wood on who's now, you know, does a great job for NBC. He was a longtime caddy and got, got you know, all the majors, Ryder cup. And he right. told me, um, that he he would at, that definitely wow. tell the player, hey, wait a minute, we need to we need to talk about this. So it, a lot depends on mm -hmm. on the relationship between the caddy and the player. That's interesting stuff, man. That that was that was a gold, that was gold. I was glad glad you you picked up on that, man. But uh, have a good night, man. That's all I got. So thanks for the Thank podcast. It, it was a great memories, man, and great calls. I loved hearing the calls, and I was Thank laughing. Man. Good stuff. Thank you for take your care. thank you for your suggestion. I appreciate it. You take care. Bye bye. Yeah. Take care, buddy. Yep. All right. Let's move along to uh, some more phone calls, and uh, we get to Ryan and Sackdown. Hey, Ryan, how are you, buddy? Doing well. How about yourself, my friend? Um. Well, thank you. So, um, I have not gotten all the way through the podcast. I got to the uh, Buckner call, and I had never heard anything past, uh, you know, the balls between his legs or whatever the announcer says, and it just gives you chills. Like it, it, it's 
yeah. poetry, like in real life. It's Vin Scully. Vin Scully is poetry in motion. It's Vin Scully, you know? So um, that was a great idea by Al and well, well done from what yeah. I heard. Um, but could you do one on the greatest moments or the best calls that you've heard in your career? Yes. Yep. I'm actually planning on doing that uh, in the near future. So, yes, absolutely. Okay. That'll be a fun yep. one. Hey, what'd you make yep. of the Willie, uh, Willie McGinnis situation? Well, I watched the video and I'll tell you what goes through my mind. When I see that, I don't know if there's drugs or alcohol involved where you're absolutely not thinking clearly, but I don't understand how a, a, a man who has a job at the NFL network who is still very involved in the National Football League, making his living doing that, can go into a restaurant and assault an individual, which is, by the way, what I saw with my eyes. I will let the judicial system deem whether it was mm -hmm. assault and battery. But, it, you know, it, it sure looked like that to me. The video, to me, did not lie. And here's something else that went through my mind. If Willie McGinnis was currently a player in the National Football League, would he be allowed to play in the game this weekend? And my answer to my own question was yes, because Alvin Kamara is playing with the New Orleans Saints, and they have video of his assault, his attack with three other individuals on a victim who ended up going to the hospital with a broken eye socket, among other things. The NFL has that video, and yet he's playing. So I was thinking of all of these things while I was watching the brawl on surveillance video. What did you think of it? Uh, chilling, awful. Um, couldn't believe that that guy was, or the victim was still standing. I know. Um, you know, my eyes told me that that's assault. In fact, my eyes told me, you know, that probably a step further. Willie's hands could probably be considered deadly weapons, let alone a liquor bottle yep. that yep. allegedly, yep. Um, you know, was used in the alleged assault. But uh, yeah, I, I had the same thought too, Grant, about, you know, if he was playing and then I reverted to the NFL network and I haven't looked online to see if they've taken any action yet and how they're going to handle the situation. But, you know, that it, it seems pretty cut and dry. Uh, it sure does. You know, it sure does. So um, I, I was just, when I was watching and all these things were going through my mind, I was like, you know, he just threw his career really down the toilet. And not only that, I mean, he may, yeah, I, mean, I, I, I can't imagine this just being dismissed and no charges. This, this is, you know, I know what assault is when I see it. I mean, that's assault. And you're right. The severity, whether that's going to be a felony or so, I, I don't know. We'll see. But I, I just, I see things like that sometimes and I'm like, what goes through an individual's mind to do that? Knowing the ramifications. And we also know, at least I do, Ryan, I don't know about you. I'm very well aware, not that I'm out there committing, uh, you know, criminal acts, but I'm, and I tell my kids this all the time, not that I have to anymore. I would hope that as they were now adults, but I used to tell my kids all the time, Hey, listen, you know, if you're thinking of doing something stupid, understand that there are cameras everywhere. There are cameras where you don't think there are cameras. Yep. There are cameras where you're walking down a street and you are being videoed. There are cameras when you walk into a store. 
There are cameras when you walk into your school. There are cameras when you go into the airport. There are cameras everywhere. So if you are not in your home, okay, as soon as you walk outside, you need to make believe that somebody is watching you because somebody is watching you. And if you do something that you shouldn't do, it will be seen on video. I used to tell my boys that all the time. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's a different age. I mean, Grant, when you guys were growing up, you know, if you got pulled over with a six pack in your trunk, usually the officers would pour it out, right? Now yes, you get pulled correct. over with alcohol or DUI per se, you know, with the body cameras, that stuff goes all online. Just search it on YouTube. You can find a million of the officer's body cameras because of transparency. But, you know, some of the best advice I ever got 100% from a boss, correct. Um, early in my career, my first day, he took me out to breakfast and he said, can you hand me the uh, salt and pepper shakers? I said, sure. He said, look at these. And I'm looking at him and I'm like, yeah, it's salt and pepper. He goes, no, you need to imagine that there's always a microphone in both of those at any given time. And that was just a very, very stern reminder that everybody's watching. You don't know who's sitting behind you. There's cameras everywhere. Yeah. So, yeah. um, a really dumb move. It's amazing, well, isn't it? Yeah. And I, I don't, I don't yeah. want to get into that felonious mindset or criminal mindset, but if you're somebody like Willie, I think you have the resources, to, you know, have somebody handle that. Right. It, Cause we're all ignorant. If you don't think a lot of these guys have their crews that handle business for them. Well, same thing happened. Same thing with Akib Dalib, who now is, um, you know, involved in a civil suit as his brother was, uh, I believe, charged with murder. I, I want to say either pleaded guilty or I, I'm not sure about that. I'm going to double check that. But, you know, the incident that happened uh, a few months ago where Tlaib walked across the field at a youth football game and it ended up in his brother allegedly shooting the other coach five times and killing him. Uh, but it was Talib, Aqib Talib, who was uh, hired by Amazon Prime on the Thursday night coverage after working on Fox for a few years. He's the one that started the mm -hmm. uh, awful, awful scene on that football field. And again, you know, I, I just, I, I guess, I guess we shouldn't be surprised at anything anymore. I guess that's the the lesson we should all learn in life. We we see things like what William McGinnis did. And I, I don't even know if we have to say allegedly. It's on video. I don't even think we have to say allegedly, do we? I mean, uh, but, yeah. but 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 no. so you you watch that, Ryan, and I I'm just I'm looking at it, and then I'm looking, and I think about everything that's going on, and stories that we hear repeatedly over and over and over and over again, you know, whether it's Will Smith at the Academy Awards, right? And I guess I guess I guess we shouldn't be surprised anymore at anything that happens yeah. because. It's just our, our whole society is off the freaking rails. Yeah, it is. And unfortunately, I, I, I hate to say it, but I thought of you. You know, I, I, think about two different ends of the spectrum. You know, I, I don't think Willie's career is going to be over unless he goes to jail. And I'm not saying yours is either. But, you know, it, it, how can two things add up to the same consequence? Right. Well, all right. So not to get off on a tangent, I had a friend who uh, does not live in Sacramento anymore. He lives in Portland, uh, but he lived in Sacramento for, well, for as long as I lived there. 
And he sent me a message because he was uh, back in Sacramento when he was watching a game last night. And he sends me a message. Uh, hey, I really miss seeing you on the games. It's not just the same. And I said, thank you very much. And then he sent me a picture of Matt Barnes on TV and said how it how it discussed him. Oh and I gosh. responded, and I don't mind saying this because I'm telling, I said, you know what? Maybe if I start hitting women and call cops MFFs, maybe I'll get my job back. And he he sent me back a message. How despicable, but how sad. Isn't that the truth? And I said, yeah, it is the truth. Maybe if I start hitting women and call law enforcement MFF, maybe I'll get my job back and I can be on the King's broadcast again. That's the society we're living in today. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it's really scary, Grant. And to, it, yeah, I, I'll just say that. Just just look at a screenshot if anybody wants to of last night with those cut-ins. And you know they're they're really scrambling, Grant, for content. There's so many in-game cut-ins, and it, it's just poor. And the well, I haven't watched. I haven't watched. I haven't watched the Kings game since I left. I, I have not watched the Kings broadcast since I left. I will not watch it. I have not watched one second. And I get a lot of criticism. I get a lot of people calling me and complaining. And I said, listen, I said, I, I don't want to sound self-serving here. Okay. I don't, I resigned. I don't work there anymore. And I, I try to stay out of it because I don't want it to sound, um, I don't want it to sound like sour grapes self-serving again. It's been now over two years. I don't do the games anymore. And I'm not going to get in on this discussion because I don't feel, first of all, I haven't watched one second of one Kings telecast. So I can't get involved in it because it would be, I'm not, I'm not educated enough to talk about the Kings announcers or their pregame or their halftime or the postgame because I haven't watched it. So I'm not going to comment on something that I'm not educated on and I'm not educated on what they're doing on the games now, but I will just tell you, Based on all of the comments that I receive on my YouTube, on my Twitter, I'm just like, wow, is it really that bad? And when I do speak to friends in Sacramento that do watch the games, they say, yeah, it's really that bad. And I'm like, man, that's that's unfortunate. But again, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I respect the professionalism. That's taken the high road, 100%. Um, I'll, I'll leave you on a high note. I wasn't going to share this on air, but uh, I had a couple doctor's appointments today and uh, had to get an x-ray. And I was just wearing a King's pullover. And uh, the guy goes, do you know Grant Napier, the tech? And I'm like, uh, oh my God. yeah. He goes, is your name Ryan? I'm like, yeah. And he's looking at my record <laughs> and he goes, I watch the post game shows all the time. Can you please tell Grant how much we miss him? And is Grant coming back? And the next thing wow. I know, he's talking to my son about Kings basketball and he's talking about you. And so you're doing it wow. the right way. And I mean, the fact that people are still thinking about you, wanting you here, um, you know, Grant, some time has passed since that happened. And so they're finding you, yes. they're finding the outlets, and they're getting that. And I think they're very grateful for it. But yeah, it caught me off guard when that happened. Wow. But it, I well, thought if, you, cool if you happen to run into that, in, if yeah, that is very cool. If you happen to run into that individual again, uh, please tell him I really appreciate his support. I appreciate everyone's support that I get. I mean, it's you know, it's been two and a half years, and you know, every day 
you know, I get on my social media, I look at my YouTube comments and I get the most incredible supportive comments and I, I'm very appreciative of it. So uh, I, I, you know, it's the holiday season. We're all should be in, you know, helping out one another and coming together as a society. Not that we should only do it during the holidays, but you know, the holidays does bring, bring, bring people together, but I'm genuinely excited for the Kings fans that they have a product now that they can get behind and can be excited about. And, you know, may, maybe just maybe the uh, drought will end you and I doing the post game show on YouTube. We really see the difference when you and I do a show after a win compared to after a loss, it's quite, quite different. And so, you know, oh, yeah. can you imagine doing shows if this team makes the playoffs, can you imagine what that's going to be like? Oh, it's going to be bonkers. Yes. Uh, hey, Grant, you're already getting people internationally. And, yes. you know, we're, we're only a quarter of the way through, maybe, yeah, about a quarter of the way through the season. It's unbelievable. So it'll be yep. unreal. Uh, once well, we I'll tell you, Ryan, we... I was only planning on doing maybe post-game shows for maybe 50% of the games. Maybe, not even that. And due to the response and all of the people that are now watching via YouTube, Periscope, and on Facebook, I decided that I'm going to try to do every single game that my schedule allows me to do. So unless awesome. I'm traveling, unless I have an absolute commitment I have to be at, I'm going to do every single game. So I'm thinking that out of an 82-game schedule, I'm probably going to end up doing 70 post-game shows, and I'll have to miss some due to being on an airplane or whatever. But I've enjoyed doing it. I know you enjoy doing it. But you know what? I just love seeing the reaction that we're getting. And as long as there's support, as long as people want it, I'm going to continue to do it. That's great. Yeah, it's so much fun. And I'm going to – I don't think you'll mind. I'm going to peel the curtain back really quick, just just slightly – it's unreal. You see the comments and the questions that come up on the screen, but it is absolutely unreal to see what's coming up behind the scenes and how quick the message is and how many of the messages are coming up. And it's been overwhelmingly positive and it, it, it's been awesome. Yep. So yeah, that that's, let's do it. Absolutely. Thanks right. buddy. Appreciate yeah, you. you as well. All right. Take care. All right. And again, uh, speaking of uh, content on YouTube, tomorrow at three o'clock will be Jerry Reynolds. And then I'll be on with Ryan uh, after uh, the Kings and the Lakers. Hey, I want to tell you about Fosters and Paws. They're a group of passionate animal advocates. They work hard to save lives. Uh, they primarily focus on vulnerable dogs in shelters and they look at every family, every animal as individuals. They believe that teaching children at a young age how to treat animals with respect will have lifelong benefits. They're looking for adopters, donors, and fosters. To learn more, just go to fostersandpaws.org. All right, let's get to some more phone calls. And uh, we welcome in Rich. Rich, I hope that your recovery is going well. And I was thinking about you today, Rich. I was still hoping that you're going to be able to make it up here for the Utah Jazz game. I hope that your injury is not preventing you from doing that. How are you, sir? Happy holidays. <laughs> Hey, I'm doing great, Grant. Thanks for that. I really, really appreciate that. It is, it, ha it has been a challenge, man. And I, I'm, you know, going between crutches and wheelchairs and walkers and, and, you wow. know, of course, you know, my wife, you know, running her ragged, trying to be my nurse, you know, and she's still working. So, uh, but she's not home right now. And I'm just, I can, <laughs> I can yell to the roof if I wanted to, you know, and, uh, 
but but I yeah so wow. but I'm hanging in there and uh, I I contacted because I think I did mention to you I I did a group a group package we ended we ended up taking up two whole rows we had like thirty people and uh, the the gal that I'm working with was nice enough to get me an ADA seat and my sister from Placerville she had a slip and fall like myself but a lot worse about six months ago and she's going to join me up there so. We got our seats together, and then we have about well, twenty-eight people sit, taking up two rows down, and uh, one ten. So uh, I'm I'm going. <laughs> good for you, yeah. buddy. Good for you. I was thinking about you, and uh, I'm really happy to hear that. So that's good to hear. I'm yeah, happy thank to hear you that. so much. Uh, I want to I want to go back to something because you were talking golf earlier, you know, and and because of the age that I am right now, that you know, I mean, I don't look at myself as really that old of a guy, but. Uh, I've got a good old day story that I want to just share with you and see if you can relate to it. Uh, because you are somewhat younger than myself, but when I was in Sacramento in 1969, you know, and I know you weren't there that year, but you know, gas was 25 cents a gallon. Okay. And I want to ask you, uh, and I would imagine that through your time and stint in Sacramento, you probably did play golf at Hagen Oaks. All the time. I used to remember waiting to get on the course to because you had to get there early, sign up, and then wait until you could get on. Yes. Okay. So in 1969, I was in the eighth grade, right? And my dad yep. worked uh, air traffic control base operations at McClellan Air Force Base, right? And he had, he had to go to work early okay. in the morning, like yep. I'm saying around 6, 6.30 or so, right? So he'd take my two older brothers and yep. I, and he would drop us off at Hagen Oaks. And we, as students... We'd go out there and we would rotate in the mornings and we play either the nine hole course, right? The red or the blue. Okay. You know, they had, had two nine yep. hole courses out yep. there, right? Yep. Yep. Played them all the time. Okay. Yep. And, and as a student, guess what I paid for a round of golf in the eighth grade with my student discount card? I don't know, like a buck 50, 25 cents. Wow. Yeah. So wow, that's my good old day story. I wanted to share with you, man. I thought you'd appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I do. But, well, listen, uh, great, great to hear from you, Rich. Really appreciate it. Okay. You take care, okay? Okay, man. You take care, and thanks for all you do. And happy holidays. Feliz Thank Navidad you. y prospero año Thank nuevo. you, buddy. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Thank you, buddy. From San Diego. Take care. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Had to get my San Diego pun in. Okay. I love it. I love it. All right, all right buddy. Be well. Take, take care. care. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Yeah, I used to love, you know, I met... When I first moved to Sacramento, I probably met more people 
in my first two months of living in Sacramento, waiting to get on the red or the blue course that I met anywhere else other than work. And I actually had some friends that I had for 30 years that I met out at Hagen Oaks waiting to get on the red or the blue. And I went out there as a single and you got paired up and just met some phenomenal people out there uh, at Hagen Oaks. Those were the good old days. That was a lot of fun. All right. Let's get to uh, some more phone calls. And uh, we say hello to Brian. Hey, Brian, welcome to the show. Hey, Grant. Hey, uh, been a great show today. Uh, hope you're doing well. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Golf was brought up. One of the worst disasters I remember, I remember watching it live, and, you know, I was a Phil guy, is uh, Phil's disaster in 06 Wingfoot for his uh, potential first U.S. Yep. championship. Yep. yep. Well, again, I mean, the know, same thing. Why? Why was again? Even the announcer said, "Why? Why is he using driver there?" You know, it didn't make any sense. Yeah, interesting enough. As I was listening to your show, I YouTubed it, and a guy broke down the hole and blah blah blah. And I rewatched the swing, and the guy would nail it. Phil swing there. He went driver, but it was like he wasn't committed to it. If you rewatch it, and of course, yep. it just flew flew out. And they went into the whole breakdown of the tent there, how that was a. Uh, unfortunate setup, you know, where the ball landed, blah, blah, blah. And, yep. uh, you know, being a Phil guy back then and the U.S. Open his first, you know, he still hasn't won one, but, but still that was just right there on the table. And what a, what a disaster. The worst uh, that, and then you had Greg Norman's meltdown, you know, at Augusta, you know, uh, that was another horrific scene on at a major golf tournament on a Sunday, but yeah, that no question about it. Enough. Just on the golf topic, I saw earlier today the headline, the Masters is going to allow to live golfers to play in 2023. Glancing at the article and whatever, it's going to be very interesting how this this divide goes forward over these next few years on this on this situation. Uh, uh, I know you and I have spoke on the live in the past on this show, but just the divide is not favorable in golf, in my opinion, when you have these these big guns playing over there and and, you know, some playing on the tour. It's just like having two NFLs, two pro leagues, and I'm just not a fan of it at all. Well, I'm, I'm not either, but I don't see how you can prevent someone from playing at a major when they've already qualified for it with the exemptions that they've had that they've earned. So I don't really see how you're going to be able yeah. to keep players out of the majors when they've already qualified for them with their exemptions. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, yeah. and that, yeah, you're right. And that's what they alluded to in the article. And of course, I, I, I align with that where if you've won the masters or whatnot, I feel like you should always be able to come back and compete in the masters. Uh, yep. So I don't see how they're going to get around that. I suppose the, the criteria moving forward, but then there's an, if they do something where it limits some players who play there, but not others who've been in it, I could just see it. A whole it's going to be a mess. Chance. Yeah. It's going to turn into a mess. So uh, yep. anyhow, Grant, thanks for the shows. And I think the Thank big you. part of it is, you know, we've been waiting for a Kings team to be compete and be relevant. And by you doing your post game shows, it really bridges the past of us who are who 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 Kings and Grant are synonymous. And so, with you doing these shows, it brings back that or allows us to have that true enjoyment. Though you're not announcing the games, you know, you're you're indirectly a part of it, and and these shows are just a bridge for us. And and we really appreciate that. Thank you, Brian. That means a lot to me. And I appreciate your support. It's uh, greatly appreciated. Thank you very much. You bet. You take care.
All right. Really appreciate that. Uh, speaking of that, I will be on tomorrow uh, right after uh, the Lakers game with Rhino. Uh, so Ryan and I will be there after the game. And then tomorrow at three o'clock Pacific, Jerry Reynolds on YouTube. All right. That's going to wrap it up for today. Hope you have a good rest of the day. Thank you very much. Appreciate your support. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. So long, everybody. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.